First Peter 5 and 10 reads, But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you. You may be seated. But the God of all grace, the God of all grace, we, we got to make sure we get that part. The subject that I would like to use today, he called me out and made me what I ought to be. He called me out and made me what I ought to be. We do not belong to ourselves. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't belong to yourself. You can't just do what you want to do when you want to do it, how you want to do it. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to God. You're God's property to do with what God so desires to do. So we don't belong to yourself. It's, it's sort of like when you, if somebody goes into the military. We got any veterans in the house? Now, when you go into the military, you don't do it your way. Because if you did it your way, you wouldn't be in the, in the military. You do what they tell you to do, when they tell you to do it, how they tell you to do it, what time they tell you to do it, and how many times they tell you to do it. You really can't tell your sergeant, I don't want to do it this way. Am I right? I mean, one of the reasons that I didn't go into the military is because when they had the recruiter there, and he said, son, what do you want to do? I said, make me a general, and I'll let you know. It didn't work for him. And I, I, that's a true story. I was at Woodward High School, and, and the guy was there, and he's like, well, what are you? I said, make me a general, because they are in charge, and I'll let you know. He said, you shouldn't sign up for the military. <laughs> he said, you don't, you don't have the right mindset. I was like, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I don't think I have the right mindset because you ain't going to tell me what time to get up in the morning. <laughs> I didn't have the right mindset. We got to also understand when we sign up for what God has for us, we can't decide on our own what things we want to do 
and what things we don't want to. We can't decide whether or not we want to obey this law. We can't decide on whether we want to do this sin. We can't decide on that. Jesus came to eradicate sin. He came into our lives to make a difference in our lives. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And when he called us out, he made us what we ought to be. Don't miss that part, please. See, some people think that they can come to church when they get right. If you could get right, you wouldn't need to come to church. Because ain't nobody in here right. We trying to get there. We can't do it by ourselves. It takes the word of God for us to get right. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, he said, this is just your reasonable service. There's more that you can do, but this is just your reasonable service service. Let me go back to the military for a minute. There was some, my brother was a Green Beret. He's gone now. But he was brainwashed by the military. I, I'm, I'm convinced because when he came home everything was, he, he made sure I learned how to iron my clothes right. He made sure the corners were corners. He made sure the creases, there was never allowed. I, when, when I wore jeans, I couldn't have a double crease. You know how when you iron them sometimes, and then you iron them the second time, and, and you don't get that crease just right? He would take me and, well, I ain't going to do it, but he would punch me in the arm. And I thought he done lost his mind. When you left, you wasn't like this. But when he came back, there was a difference in him that made him want to make a difference in me. When you come to church and you get acquainted with Jesus Christ, there should be a difference in you that wants you to make a difference in somebody else. You don't belong to you, so let God use you for what his purpose in you is to use. I, 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 I didn't understand, you know, all the stuff that he tried to make me do. I wasn't in the military. And I tried to tell him, you can't tell me what to do. He was my big brother, though. <laughs> he didn't listen. <laughs> but it, it was something about the stuff that he was trying to relay to me that would make me a better 
person. Can you, can you say that the stuff that you say or the stuff that you do around your coworkers make them better? Can you say when you come to church, now understand something, when you come to church, everybody at church don't like you. Let's be real. I know there's some folks that don't like me. Y'all know that never bothered me, though. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all know that never bothered me. <laughs> that means you got to be paying attention to me not to like me. So maybe something's going to happen in you that's going to make a change in you that I might start liking you. But yeah, I, I understand, but is there ever a time that, that, that what God is doing in you makes a difference in somebody else? Can you say for real that there has been one person that looked at your life and said, I want to be like that? Because I'm going to tell you for real. Children look every day at gangbangers. They look at thugs. They look at football players. They look at basketball players. They look, they have heroes. But when they look at you, what are they looking at? If he called you out and made you what you ought to be, some people say, I'm not perfect yet. No, you're not, but you are what you ought to be. Let God worry about the perfection. You are what you ought to be. Let God worry about what people say about you, because you are what you ought to be. If you are... Terry, be the best Terry that you can be. Don't half at it. You know, Terry, if I asked you to sing a note, you wouldn't sing the wrong note, would you? I hope not. <laughs> Lynette, if I asked you to play something, you wouldn't play it wrong, would you? You don't think so? <laughs> Hold on a second. I know where I can go. Wayne, if I asked you to give me a beat, it wouldn't mess up, would it? No. All right. Whew. Why? Because they're they going to perfect what they're doing. And realize something. God can use you where you are. Stop trying to get good. Let God use what he put in you. Stop trying to act like you got to be like Pastor Venice when you ain't Pastor Venice. I used to be able to hit soprano. Time will do some stuff to you. I can't hit soprano no no. Can I hit soprano? Kind of. It ain't comfortable. 
But I used to be able to do it. But some changes had to be made. You know, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, too. I did childish things. But when I became a man, I put away those childish things. Some of them. I'm just going to be truthful with you. I love doing childish things. Because some of y'all can't handle childish things. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Why would he tell you to be a living sacrifice? Because the living sacrifice sacrificed his life for us. He gave his life for us. Songwriter said, what more could he give? Heaven went bankrupt just for you, just for me. He gave his life that he might purchase us. Now, if you accepted the fact that he gave his life, that he might purchase you, remember, you don't belong to yourself. Jesus came that we might have life. And, and you know, some people think they live in it. Some people really think, you know, I got the big car, I got the big house, and I got the big this, I got the big bank account, I got everything that I want, nothing that you really need. Because you can't take the big car, you can't take the big house, you can't take the big bank account. Somebody else is going to spend your money, somebody else is going to live in your house, your car is going to rust, whether you here or not. All these things are temporary. Everything else in this world is temporary. The only thing we have is the purpose of God in our life. After we have suffered a little while, and, 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 and we, we, you know, we, we say it's a season. Sometimes it's a season. But sometimes it feels like a lifetime. I'm going to just be honest with you. Sometimes it don't feel like just a season. Sometimes you feel like you've been suffering for 10, 15, 20 years. Let me tell you what you do in the midst of your suffering. Praise him. If you want your suffering to be bearable, praise him. Thank God for the suffering. See, here, here's what we don't realize. God won't make you suffer. He can't. It's not in his character. But he will allow the devil access to you. You don't believe me? Ask Job. He, 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 Job know. How does Job know? Because what happened was the sons of God were coming before him. In Job 1, and Satan was in the midst of them, and God asked him what he was doing, and he said, I'm going to and fro. I'm looking to tear some people up. I'm looking to make them curse you. I'm looking to make them not like what I'm doing stuff to them 
so that they won't praise you. Because they can't see me, they're going to think it's you doing it. I'm going to get in their mind and make them think God don't like me. I'm going to trick them. I'm just paraphrasing. That wasn't yeah, what the, right. you know. And God, in his infinite wisdom, picked on Job. In other words, he was bragging. God ever bragged on you? If you ever gone through, God's been bragging on you. That's what you really need to look at it like. You know, I, I just got that. Woo! If, if you ever gone through, God's been bragging on you. Just like he bragged on Job. He said, have you ever considered my servant Job? He's an upright, a righteous man. Have you considered him? God was bragging on Job. God been bragging. Oh, Lord. Stop bragging on me so much. God will brag on you. It's not God putting you through trouble. He's giving the devil a little chain. He's, you know, a little slack in the chain. Because anytime he wants to, he can yank the devil back. Understand, any creation, any creator controls the creation. So since God created everything, he controls everything. God created everything. He controls everything. There ain't nothing that God does not control. So the devil is under God's control. With restraints, the devil was allowed to touch the stuff of Job. With restraints, the devil is allowed to touch your stuff. With restraints. Who's restraining him? God himself. So if you are a child of God, tell your daddy, you get it? Tell your daddy that that's enough. And then grace, the God of all grace, is able to take care of you. He can pull back on the chain. Somebody said he won't put more on you than what you can bear. I don't, I don't really agree with that because I couldn't bear some stuff. If it had not been for his grace and his mercy, I never would have made it. If it had not been for me knowing that if I'm in trouble, I call on the name of Jesus, I never would have made it. If it had not been for me knowing that when I praise God, he gets in the midst of his praise, I never would have made it. So you got to know what to do when the devil comes at you. You got to know what to do 
when the devil's beating up on you. I guarantee you, if you praise God, the devil will back off. See, in the midst of what you're going through, the devil don't understand it when you start praising God. He wants you to give up. He wants you to throw in a towel. He wants you to raise your hands and say, I surrender. The problem is, if you are a child of God, you've already said, I surrender. But you surrender to the right one. And once you surrender to God and he's got you, he done called you out and made you what you ought to be. Can't nothing happen that he don't allow to happen. What is it that the devil is trying to do? He's trying to take you out. He's trying to make you not worship the name of Jesus. His job, see, what, 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 what Satan was trying to get Job to do was curse him. Satan uses everybody he can, anything he can, to get you to do. He even told Job through the voice of his wife, curse your God and die. Why you keep putting up with this? Thing? We done lost everything. Everything wasn't lost. Because see, Job had faith. He had faith in God that God was able to do exceeding abundantly above all he could ask, think, or imagine. He had faith. My question to you is, do you have faith? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Do you have faith when the storms of life are raging? Do you have faith when trouble is on every hand? Do you have faith when people talk about you and they lie on you and they mistreat you? Do you have faith? Just a little bit of faith. Just, just, just a little bit of faith. Big old tree faith. No, mustard seed faith. That grows. You got to exercise your faith and allow your faith to get stronger and it will grow. Here's the problem. And I'm going to tell you how that works. You're going to have to go through some stuff. You, you're gonna, you, if you want your faith to grow, you got to go through. You can't stay on the bench of life and, and, and expect your faith to grow. You can't stay out of Satan's way. What I mean by that, you got to make yourself Bother the devil. I'm going to tell you, if you ain't going through nothing, that means you ain't bothering the devil. He don't care if you're not bothering him. He don't care what you do if what you do don't affect his work. If you are a child of God, everything you do ought to affect the devil's outcome. Look. Thank you, Pastor. He don't have no power. Not against you. 
All he uses is deceit. He's a deceiver. All he uses is trickery. All he uses is other people. Why do we give him so much power? The devil is defeated. Can somebody say that? The devil is defeated. Do you believe it? The devil is defeated. Do you believe it? The devil is defeated. Tell your problem you got God. The devil is defeated. He's been using trickery all these years to get people to think that he's got power. He's been deceiving for years. Who are we? We are the church. We are the body of Jesus Christ in the world. And some, you know, when you invite some people to the church meeting, because you don't really invite people to church because you are the church. But when you invite some people to church meeting, you really don't realize that they, like I said, they, they think they got to fix themselves to come. What you, your invitation should include a confession. And that confession could be a number of things. I have not always been what I am now. But he called me out of that and made me what I ought to be. I couldn't do it by myself, but he called me out of that and made me what I ought to be. How did he do it? Because he has the power to do whatever he wants to do. He's God. And that's just the way it is. You know, some people say the church was not started. And I know we're going to get some theologians that might say that, you know, Kenny wrong, but I'm going to guarantee you, I know that I'm right on this one. The church was started in the New Testament. Nope. Nope. Pastor, I'm sorry, but it, it wasn't. The church was, it actually had a formation in the fire furnace. He said, where two and three are together touching and agreeing, I'll be in the what? Was he in the fiery furnace? Church. <laughs> That's church. It ain't church if Jesus ain't here. We ain't having church if Jesus is not involved. They were having church in the fiery furnace. How do I know this? Because... When Jesus is involved, it's church. We have to realize that when we touch and agree, we can't just touch and agree that barbecue is good. We got to touch and agree that God is good. We can't just touch and agree that, you know, Cadillacs are better than uh, Volkswagens. We got to touch and agree on something that means something. We got to touch and agree. We can't touch and agree that, that, you know, New Mission got a nice edifices. 
We got to touch and agree that when we get in here, we're going to worship God. There's power in worship. That's why we don't agree on everything. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. If it ain't about God, throw it out. You have a whole lot less problem if you throw the stuff out of God's house that ain't about God. Does that make sense? So, and, and, and I, like I said, the first church could have happened in the fire furnace because there was some fire going on. Think about it. The strongest men threw them in and they perished. They weren't as strong as the strongest men. So church, they was, on their, they was praising God on their way to church. They was already in the midst of praising God because God said he will inhabit their praise. And when God inhabits something, there's protection. When God inhabits something, there's safety. When God inhabits something, there's change. You can't stay the same when God inhabits you. God has the changing power to change anything. You're not too stubborn. You're not too strong. You're not too great. You're not too, you're not too, you're not too. Well, you can fill in the blank. Whatever you think you are that God can't, that you think God can't change, you're wrong. God can do. Is there anything too hard for God? He called me out and made me what I ought to be. In other words, he can use me where I am. In all my imperfections, he can use that. It fits in his plan. See, so you don't have to be what you thought you had to be for God to use you. Just be available. You got, to, you got to have an open spirit to God. You got to be willing to do whatever he wants you to do. Lord, I'm available to you. To use me as you please. When you get that attitude in you, God will say, okay. That's where I want him. That's where I want her. I can use that. But you got to be true. Please don't ask God to use you and you don't mean it. I'm going to tell you, that hurts. That really hurts. <laughs> you, you, you be sitting there like, what? God, I didn't ask for that. Yes, you did. You asked me to use you and then you turned back away. You know, there's a saying, don't put your hand to the plow and turn around. Because you're not fit for the kingdom of heaven. We don't want to be not fit. Because see, God says he made us what we ought to be. That's, that's not what I said. That's what God said. 
He made us what we ought to be. And if you never become anything else, guess what? He made you what you ought to be. If you're available for him to use you, then that's what you ought to do. Let him use you. We are, we're almost finished. We're almost finished. If you want to know about that first church meeting, Daniel 3 and 24. Just so you know, I wasn't making that up. God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world. So, you know, people have a lot of self-help books. Honestly, they don't work. Because if I could help myself, <laughs> I wouldn't need God. So, we got to understand, the devil uses a lot of trickery. Self-help books are for the world. Anybody got a Bible in their hand? Let me see your Bible. This is your self-help book. Biblical instructions before leaving earth. This is your self-help book. It's your road map. Hide the words in your heart so that you don't sin against God. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin. He died for that too. He, it's already paid for. Just Don't do it because you want to do it. Do it because it's an accident. Please. Don't, you know, don't 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 do a willful sin. And, and, I, and I, I urge you to understand what willful sin is. Don't plan to sin. When you plan to do something, your plans might take you out. When, he, when, you, when you accepted Jesus Christ, you no longer had the you no longer had the authority to do what you want to do. You no longer had that authority. You're under orders. You're in the military. You're in God's army now. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord. And you promised the Lord that you would hold out until he comes and gets you. You promised the Lord that you would do his will. If you didn't make these promises, then you need to go back and do some promising. You should have promised the Lord that you're going to do his will. Yes, we're going to fall, but get up. Don't, don't. Don't fall down and waddle in it. Get up. The power that is in us allows us, helps us, prompts us to get up. 
one last thing and then I'm done. Do you really know what you are? You are the glory of God. God said he won't share his glory. He won't share you. You are the glory of God. How does that work? People see you and glorify God. If you're living right, if they, if they see Jesus Christ in you, they, you know, I, 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 I try to tell you, you know, I, I know I'm not perfect, but I got Jesus. You can't touch this. <laughs> I got Jesus. I might make y'all angry sometimes, but I got Jesus. You might not agree with everything I say. That's okay. But I got Jesus. I know where I'm going when I leave here. I got Jesus. If he takes me today, I got Jesus. Can you say that? Are you willing to give your life to the point where if he takes you today, it's okay with you? He called me out and made me what I ought to be. God bless you.